0: This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love, so get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte, or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.
1: Episode 37, Helping You Shine Like the Attorney Star That You Are, my conversation with Emmy award winner, Larissa (laughs) Watlington. I'm Michael D. G. Eisenberg. I'm the Tech Savvy Lawyer, blogging at the Page and host of the TexHeavyLawyer.page podcast. In this podcast series, I'll be interviewing lawyers, judges, and others in the area of law to talk about where they see lawyers new and seasoned, taking advantage of technology in their legal work, and how all lawyers can utilize technology to better their practice, improve their services to their clients, and enhance their own lives. Our next guest is Emmy-winning video expert, media and branding strategist, Larissa Watlington. As co-founder of LawFirmVideos.com, Larissa helps attorneys, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and realtors master their media presence, shine on camera, and broadcast their message to grow their business, internet presence, and success. We discuss how she can help you present your message on camera. Enjoy. Larissa, welcome to the podcast
0: thank you so much michael very excited to be here
1: it is great to have you here and to get things started i want to ask what is your current tech setup
0: technology is something i absolutely love so we have a few types of uh, cameras a few types of computers and also tons of microphones but my current setup right now is a macbook pro Mm -hmm. i actually quite a fan of Macs, especially when it comes to the type of lenses they have, the type of colors that they produce. So for video purposes, I love a good Mac, um, an iPhone as well, you know, the photography it takes. So generally, I tend to go towards the Macs. But we do have also a couple uh, uh, home-built PCs, and that's really where they're... The amazing technology that we're talking about comes into place, and that has a Ryzen, you know, 3700 processor, RTX 2080 Super GPU, and 32 gigabytes of RAM. Um, wow! Mostly because we do a lot of uh, our graphics in house, so okay. we have to have the ability to run, you know, fast computers and fast systems, and and just all the stuff that it takes uh, to be able to build the graphics and to build the videos that we put together.
1: So how do you run your business? In other words, I don't, I'm not talking about the graphics production or the video productions. I'm talking about you know, dealing with uh, client relations management programs. Um, for example, you know, how do you keep your files? Uh, you know, do you keep a backup offsite? Do you have uh, some sort of sync amongst your devices?
0: Definitely, we do have uh, lots of different systems that we use, depending again, you know, what what kind of documents we're talking about. So there's the systems that we use for documents, keeping mm-hmm. scripts, keeping uh, all the documents that we need for our clients, and uh, Google Drive is something that we really like. Okay, not only uh, my husband and I who. Um, we run the business, and our clients can use, and we can edit easily. You know the, the the scripts that we need, or go back and forth with documents. So we really like to use Google Drive for that type of use. Then we have a Dropbox. So if we mm. have big, you know, files, of so videos photos, that kind of stuff. That's a really good place for us to to keep those things. And also for our clients to send us uh, different types of uh, files that we need to sometimes use for websites or for videos. So we use those quite a lot. And for communication, definitely, you know, your your Gmails and your Macs of the world that we communicate in for the most part.
1: So you have a large a lot of large video files do you keep that all on your computers or do you have external drives what do you use for backup
0: In terms of backup, yes, we do have three or four or five different external hard drives. So every time we go and film a big production, Mm -hmm. we generally have like maybe sometimes a terabyte worth of video, especially shooting 4K. So we go from the camera to the computer to a terabyte. So immediately the day off the day off after we finish our shoot, that's backed up, you know, because Anything can happen to the card, anything can happen to the camera, you know, hopefully not, but we have a backup system. Then we do have a cloud. We send a lot of those very important documents and very important clips of video to Mm -hmm. the cloud. So then there is uh, a backup to the backup. So usually about two to three backups is what we like have for every project that we're doing. We have not, in 15 years in the business, we have not lost one file, one video file or one audio file, because our backup systems are just always there and protect us, you know, from losing files of any kind.
1: Well, when you mention the cloud, are you referring to Dropbox or is there something else that you use?
0: So when it comes to the cloud, the two types of clouds that we use, one is Dropbox and another one is Hightail. So mm-hmm. Hytale allows us not only to have our files up there, mm-hmm. but also to share large files with our clients. So when we have a video that is shot in 4K and edited mm-hmm. in 4K, it could be pretty large to send in an email or even in Google Drive. So we go ahead and send it through Hightail, And that seems to have worked really well for us for many, many years. And it works well for our clients as well, because they get to see their video, download it, and they always have that link that they can use in the future.
1: There's a program or there's a service called Backblaze that I think will back up your hard drive, your, your operating system. And I think it has, and I'd have to double check, I think it has unlimited storage
0: very nice so when limited storage right so i, I was
1: like wondering does Hightail have unlimited storage or do you have to pay it by tier
0: as far as i remember from that because they change it every couple of years you know things right. change um as far as i know it is unlimited okay another system we use that we really like and we've used it for years is vimeo vimeo is a place where we share our videos with our clients so if they're going to be looking at the video that we just created Right. Um, there's a way for them to download it if they needed to, to let us know if any changes need to be made. So it's a great tool for large files, for large videos. So we we used to do documentaries quite a lot back uh, a couple of years ago. And the documentaries could be 30 minutes long. So these files are massive when it comes to video. Hightail and Vimeo have been amazing for us to be able to... Uh, upload those uh, those videos up there and for uh, people to come and watch them, for our clients to watch them, for us to watch them, also for us to have some kind of backup. So if anything happens, I've had people come to me 10 years later, say, Loressa, do you re- do you still have that video that we shot and we edited mm-hmm. 10 years ago? I can go back to Vimeo and say, hey, absolutely, here's the link. Here's the download downloadable link uh, for you to have. So it really helps us with that client relationship quite a lot. And also dealing with, Huge, you know, video files, which is what we have to deal with every day.
1: So I wanted to ask about some of your cameras. Now, to start, you said you had an iPhone. Which iPhone do you have, and do you use that camera for any video shooting?
0: So we are in the process of getting a new iPhone, and I had iPhones my entire career. Mm-hmm. Being in journalism, iPhones were what we used for photo, we used for email, we used for everything. And a couple of years ago, we weren't really happy with the iPhones that were coming out. Okay. And we ended up getting a Android, so it was my first Android experience. It was very different from what I was used to, uh, but it's been it's been great, and I liked it. But we are going to in the process literally to change that to an iPhone. I'm really looking forward to getting that iPhone 13, partly because of the cinematography that you can do mm-hmm. so you can do it with that camera. I love that cinema look. I want to practice a little bit with it. I want to get. Um, a little more familiar with what the new technologies look like on the phone. So yeah, definitely an iPhone, it would be my preference when it comes to having a phone that can do a lot of different things.
1: Yes. And uh, so you refer to the iPhone 13, which I have right here in my hand, and of course, the listeners can't see. But if you're going to be using it for video, I highly encourage you to look at the iPhone 13 Pro Max
0: Absolutely. So that's the debate. That's the debate. You know, I went and looked at both of them. Mm -hmm. I like both of them quite a lot. My hand is generally a little smaller. Okay. (laughs) So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if I have this giant phone, how does that Mm -hmm. work? But when it comes to using it for the purposes of video, I do like how large it is because you can actually see things a little bit better um, uh, on the phone. Well,
1: but not only that, the camera, I believe, is a notch better than the regular 13. Yeah. And, and, you know, unfortunately you get a, you get a larger, you know, iPhone and to be blunt, as you get, I think I'm a little bit older than you, I can safely say, and as you get older, your eyes get a little bit, you know, worse. And so I like the large real estate and, you know, I'm, I'm six feet. So the phone fits nicely in my hand. And I, you know, I occasionally pick up my wife's who's just got like a, she has an iPhone, I think she has an iPhone 10 and, uh, you know, it's just kind of really small and uh, like just kind of holding with two hands, trying to uh, punch the buttons. Uh, but what other cameras do you use? And we also want to include web camera cams in there as well.
0: Definitely. Um, lots of different cameras. So right now we are talking in, you know, through the Mac, um, camera that I have okay. you know, through the, the webcam Pro, okay. the webcam through the MacBook Pro. I think that that's a really good webcam for what it is. So coming, you know, with the laptop, being able to have fairly good quality of lighting, and especially if you light yourself correctly, that mm-hmm. camera is quite nice. I tend to use my actual Panasonic or my Canon to be able to, uh, when I have more of like a virtual environment type of, mm-hmm. um, type of presentation of where i'm doing my trainings or when i actually have to be on camera so i plug in my camera my camera through my my uh my computer so actually you'll you know it's almost like a webcam so you'll see right. the cameras video it will run through the uh, through the mac and that's actually what i prefer i know you know that's kind of a tough setup for most people. But in terms of webcams, I mean there's so many different versions that you can use. Um, there's people that know way ama- way more about webcams that I that I knew know. But uh, there's some LGs that are pretty nice. or mm-hmm. a couple different types of technology that are pretty nice when it comes to that. Um, in terms of cameras that I use for filming, um, mm-hmm. I am a Canon fan. My okay. latest love is the Canon EOS R6. Okay. With this massive lens. <laughs> the lens is so heavy. It's one of those, mm-hmm. the heaviest lenses that I've ever had to deal with, other than a telephoto, obviously. But it is just a gorgeous new generation type of camera. Um, I had the Mark IV and the Mark III for a very long mm-hmm. time. I love those cameras. And if you are in, I get. Ask all the time, what camera should I use? Why do I, what should I purchase? Um, nobody's paying me for this, but I'm again, a Canon fan. It, the, the, the quality of the lights great, the quality of the color is pretty nice. I really do like the series of, um, of cannons that came out, especially in the past 10 years or so. I've been using it for the past 20 years. So um, the, the latest technology is just so much better than it used to be. And especially if you're shooting 4K, I would say this new generation is amazing. However, however the Panasonic GH5 is a diamond in the rough. That's one of those cameras that isn't, they're not that expensive. A lot of video producers like to use them. They're gone and run. And so if you're dealing with a a shoot that you have to either film for a very, very long time, Mm -hmm. uh, I know people have virtual presentations, for example, or you're filming an interview that's going to take about half an hour. That's a great camera to have. So those are my two favorites right now. Um, Sony's are amazing as well, but, uh, I think for the new generations, the Canon's and the Panasonic's uh, just have a niche.
1: Do attorneys, when making videos, and we're going to get into the questions in a second. I know this is going to bleed onto a little bit. Do attorneys need to have, you know, a Canon or a standalone camera to do the video uh, shot of themselves, say, like at their office or on a desk? Or, or is a webcam enough? And if so, should they make the investment, say, from a 1081 d, uh, DPI to a 4K resolution? It
0: much depends how you're using video. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of the attorneys that I work with like to do live video. Okay. Obviously, live video supports only a 1080, a very, very, very few times. Sometimes there could be a, like a 4K feed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even when we're in Zoom, we are not able to get the recording at a 1080. That's as you know, it's really hard to do that. Or I'm sure, I'm sorry, even when we're in Zoom, we're not able to get the recording at 4K, it's degraded. So, a lot of what happens when you're doing live video is do the best you can with the best technology you have. So, I would say a webcam is perfect for live video. you're doing a Facebook Live and mm-hmm. uh, you're using some kind of technology to be on Facebook I and mean, and Instagram, you know, if you're doing a lot of that kind of uh, that kind of work, yeah, a webcam is perfectly fine. Now, if you're doing a video where it's kind of shorter, so a frequent asked question that you perhaps going to put on Instagram or you're going to especially put on LinkedIn where beautiful videography is is a way to go. Yes, you would probably want to have something that looks a little bit better, a little bit bit more professional. And so having a nicer camera really could help with that. That's really where the investment is at. If you're going to be on LinkedIn or you're going to have a YouTube show, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, if you're going to use video to get more clients, to get more people to, to your business, better quality video always is going to win over the iPhone quality video. Now, this is a little bit nicer, but also the audio, you know, we're we're also considering the audio that I can talk about all day long. Um, But having that camera and having a better audio is just so much better than just using a webcam or your cell phone for those type of videos. So how
1: much of a leap in quality is it to go from a 4k webcam to a a DSLR, if I said that correctly, Uh, camera? I mean, how much quality is really coming about?
0: it's huge. And really? it's partly because of the manual settings. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about webcams, and there are some that you can do a couple of, you can change a couple of settings. When we're filming with a regular camera, you're changing ISO, you're changing the F-stop. You're able to have the, the video be brighter or darker, or have more contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, also, depending on the lens, if you have a straightforward lens, it's going to look really nice. Most webcams have a wide-angle lens. So you're going to see pretty much everything in focus. When you have a camera with a different type of lens, you could have more you in focus. So Mm -hmm. the background looks a little bit more blurry. So it looks a little bit nicer. You can um, do more manual settings for the lighting that you have as well. So right now I have a a light on my right hand side. I have a giant window coming in with natural lighting on my left hand side. So I'm using a webcam. As you can see, I'm a little backlit. I I don't have an option to uh, be more nitty gritty with those Mm -hmm. settings. Now, if I had my nice Panasonic in front of me or or the nice Canon lens, then this will look completely the same lighting, but it will look completely different because you're able to massage or you're able to do more things with those settings. And that's really where the difference between using a webcam and using uh, what we call a, a real beautiful camera. That's the big difference.
1: Well, let me ask you a very basic question for, say, those who are not so photography inclined. All right, so I have a 4K uh, webcam right now. I'm using a Logitech. Now, if I was to set up a DSLR, camera and put it just on autofocus how much of an improvement would it be noticeable extremely noticeable or you know why bother spending extra money i
0: would say definitely noticeable why because if you were you know i'm looking at you right now michael and if Mm -hmm. you had a camera i probably won't see too much of what's going on you. i can frame you a little tighter Mm -hmm. so most cameras would have those kind of lenses where you can go a little wider, you can go more medium, not so much tight unless you have a telephoto lens. If you were going to buy a camera, the mm-hmm. Canon 80 is perfect. Why? Because it does have better auto settings for okay. people that perhaps don't want to mess too much with uh, the settings of the camera. So you put it in front of you, you can flip the LCD screen so you can mm-hmm. actually see yourself. Right. And you can frame you a little bit tighter, a little bit nicer. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what goes on in your background wouldn't necessarily need to be there. And you would be more in focus. So if I, if I frame you in in a medium shot, and then I use an F stop of, you know, F4, F3, all of a sudden, your face is going to look a little cleaner, it's going to look a little nicer. So you're able to focus more on the on the person's face and eyes, which is really the window to the soul.
1: Exactly, exactly. I, 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 I like those explanations. And I hope that the listener finds this very useful. Now, I you hinted on something that I need to make sure I don't pass over. Uh, your microphone. Uh, I I am using what a podcaster I think would consider to be the very, very good start basic uh, microphone, which is the Blue Yeti. Um, but I see you have something different. Uh, what is it, please? Well,
0: the Blue Yeti is a fantastic microphone, and I almost bought it. And all of a sudden, I saw this, it's called toner. Okay, and that would be t o n o r. Mm-hmm. And it all started because I needed a microphone to plug with a USB to my uh, PC laptop that I had at the time. Right, right. And I said, well, you know, this is pretty straightforward. It has a little uh, stand and I thought that that would be perfect. A little stand, you know, that's at the beginning of COVID stand with a USB plug, and then the microphone looked really nice. And also it had a windscreen. A lot of the okay. ones that I was buying did not come with a windscreen. Okay. So I said perfect. And especially if I speak Spanish with a lot of the clients that I have and we get really loud and there's a little pause and peace. Mm -hmm. You know, we like Mm -hmm. we do a lot of popping things Um, and I figured this was going to be perfect so it it came all in one and when it comes to my clients, I do recommend certain things for them that have worked for me really well and this is one of those microphones that has worked for me uh, quite well and I've been using it now for two and a half years and I've been very happy with it. Now,
1: is this what you use when you're video shooting others?
0: I do not. I do not. Uh, The the microphones that I use when I am doing video with other folks is Sennheiser. The Sennheiser mics are one of the best in the world, and been using it for about twenty years. Um, I do like the Sony mics as well; they're mm-hmm. they're quite nice. The Sennheiser is, in my opinion, the best quality audio you're gonna get. So, if you were going to be doing uh, more video and more high quality video, mm-hmm. I would highly suggest for you to either get a recorder with a lapel. There are lots of options there, and I'd be happy, you know, to send you a couple names for please, that. But really, please. the Sennheiser microphones is is where it's at when it comes to beautiful audio for video. Now
1: do attorneys need that kind of microphone, say for court appearances? zoom uh, zoom hearings if you will
0: i say try not to buy too many things that you may not need so at the very beginning of covid people will come to me and they say la what kind of light should i get i should get mm-hmm. a ring and i should get this and what kind of microphone should i get and all of a sudden there were a couple of attorneys that i worked with that had seven different lights four different microphones and there's just there was just too much right Because there was a lot of confusion as to what would work for you i say you do not necessarily need that but you want to put your money in a high quality product. You may not need a Sennheiser right now, but if you're eventually going to do some really good video, yes, you may need that. So you can start with something more feasible, like the Mm -hmm. toner that I have. Mm -hmm. And then as you grow in your video journey, then you might want to get a nicer microphone. If you're going to do your own videos, Mm -hmm. I highly suggest to spend more money on the microphone than on the camera itself. Wow. Okay. Technology changes quite a lot. Microphones technology does not change as fast. And the Sennheisers and the Sonys that I bought a long Mm -hmm. time ago, I still use them today, Michael. After like 10 to 15 years, they still sound amazing. And there's another um, new microphone that we got a couple of years ago, and I'm really a huge fan of that. And that is the Tascam. So the Tascam is actually a recorder. So it Mm -hmm. will record the entire interview, and I'm showing it to you right Mm -hmm. here, the entire interview in this this recorder. And it sounds amazing, and it's good for when you're in situations where there's a lot of interest. Interference with wireless mics. Okay. Back in the day, we never really used to have a lot of issues with that. But little by little, it just got very difficult to film outside or to film in a courtroom or to film anywhere because there was always interference. And the Tascam recorder has been a lifesaver for me. And I absolutely love that and recommend it to people. Huh. I, I will
1: have, I'm definitely going to have to look into that, um, especially with the ABA tech show coming up. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Wi Fi and Bluetooth interference. <laughs> yes, but-
0: and, and, and so, definitely, this is great because. Because you can also when we when we used to do documentaries, I would put it on the person and let them be and there were so many amazing moments that you would get audio without the interference without you having to follow people around with a camera and a microphone, you would get some really beautiful audio. And then that always became a part of uh, part of the documentary. And it it always was amazing to me the quality that you can get with these kind of so
1: when you're using the Taskum, if I pronounce that correctly, uh, and you're say interviewing someone, do you need to have two different mics? Or is a mic on, say, the person being interviewed, is sufficient for the two of you? It
0: depends if you're going to use the other audio or not. In my cases, when I was a journalist, we didn't need my audio. So I did not need to have a mic. But if you are going to use the other person's audio, absolutely. Then you can have two different ones. And also that's great because there'll be no interference between the two different microphones because they're being recorded in the recorder. So each one of them will be there and we will uh, match them in in post-production. We match the audio with the video. We like to have our cameras always running audio because they okay. eventually we match all of that into the final video, which is going to be sounding always amazing and always looking beautiful.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Well, I, I appreciate all that. It, but now we're going to shift a little bit and actually uh, talk about some of the uh, questions that we prepared for today. Uh, so, to start, for branding, what are three reasons lawyers want to have videos on the internet? For
0: branding purposes, video is amazing because it builds trust, credibility, and visibility. And the more visible you are, the more people trust you, the more credibility you have, the more clients are going to come knocking on your door. And I have seen that not only with attorneys, but also people from other fields. Mm -hmm. So that's the main reason why we should be doing video. All of us who are in business should be doing video, but especially attorneys, because most law firm websites and social media sometimes read like government forms. So when somebody's looking for an attorney, And sometimes they're looking for an attorney to help them out with a very difficult case. What they want to see is a friendly face, somebody that is going to be there for them, that's going to be there in their corner. People will get in touch with you because they've seen something in your video that they have not read on your website or they have not seen in your social media. So that's why video becomes really important when it comes to a personal brand and also Mm -hmm. branding your law firm. What do you believe? What is your mission? How do you work with people? How do you help? people? What kind of cases have you dealt with? All of that is important. But if people are just reading it, and they never get to see the attorney behind the camera, then they're like, okay, well, that's an interesting person. But I like this other person better. There is a new there's a new study that says that 70% of people will hire an attorney because they like the attorney. So sometimes we get very deep into the academics, right? We and I will be the first one to say my first bio was like, I won all these awards. And I've done all those great things, you know, and people see that and it's like, okay, that's great. That's the second or third level of what they want. What they want to see is somebody that believes in them, that they're going to be able to handle their case and they're going to be nice to them, you know, at the end of the day, because people are sometimes are afraid of hiring an attorney. And I have seen that in uh, many attorneys that I've, uh, that I've worked with, uh, let's say with, uh, with immigration or uh, with PI or with other divorce, you know, you, you get to see people that are very nervous. About getting in touch with you. So if you have a video and then they see it and then they like it, there's going to be likely, um, they're likely going to get in touch with you. And also, video compels action. It's dynamic. It's energetic. It gets people to pick up the phone. If you do it correctly, people will look at you, look at your video, and say, "That's the person for me. That's the attorney I want to hire. I'm gonna get in touch with them right now." So in terms of branding, that's what it really does. And I can talk about more of what video does, but that would be the 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 most important components of the branding and video.
1: So. Uh, Piggybacking on that, let me ask, you talk about what the video will do, provide reputation, provide uh, customer ease and provide, if you will, some uh, quote unquote expertise. But there are three ways I can use the video, uh, grow my practice. I mean, so we've created these videos, where do we wanna put them? There's
0: various ways you can use them and various places where you can place them. So one mm-hmm. of the ones that people know most about are the educational videos. The ones you put on social media, the ones where you uh, have a frequent asked questions section. So that's mm-hmm. like, the- outer facing type of videos where you're, talking to your prospective client. So those is that's one type. The second type is the videos that live on your website. Mm-hmm. So they could be what we call a promotional video that shows your expertise, that shows what you're about. Uh, there might be success stories that you share with people. There's testimonials that you can share. I know one of your guests a little while ago talked about having one in your contact me section of the mm-hmm. website. I yep. thought that was brilliant. Why? Because, yeah, how is that going to work? Is my form going to go to somewhere or is somebody actually going to get in touch? with you. So your website should have tons of videos. Most of the, most of the attorneys we work with have websites with tons of videos, and that has been very successful for them. And then the third is the client facing type of videos. So if there are questions you get often from clients, like how do I prepare for my consultation? Uh, How do I deal with this issue? How do I do my paperwork? You know, it could be very complicated depending on uh, what they're having to do. So those are the client facing videos. You can send a video to them, say, here's how you prepare for Consultation, or here's how we deal with these type of cases, mm-hmm. um, or here's how our team works. Because you know there might be a very specific uh, funnel you need to get them get them through, and so that video could explain the funnel of where you know where they begin and how it all is going to end. So final systems are always uh, um, we, you can use videos to create those funnel systems. So client facing, it could be um, so the videos that you would do are the ones that you share outside, you put on your website, and then you share it with your clients three types. you are very successful
1: mm-hmm. excellent excellent i appreciate you sharing that I, and i'm gonna to have to take that in mind as you know my law practice uh, moves forward uh, so let's look uh let's look on to our next question and i start, realize we sort of talked about this but um we talked about mics. uh we talked about uh video or video cameras, what are three perhaps other pieces of software or hardware that lawyers need if they want to do a DIY uh, for their own videos
0: depends if you want to edit or not. Most attorneys don't have time to edit. So that's why what you see out there is mostly a lot of live. So Mm -hmm. they Live feed, and then that way, from the very beginning to the very end, they don't have to do much uh, editing. So, an editing software could, if you really want to get serious about doing more video editing, software is going to be part of the plan. So, you could do more, the more Adobe type of um, mm-hmm. editing software, or you can, you know, not make it complicated on yourself and do something like uh, not a i, I- iMovie iMovie.
1: <laughs> yeah, I never well the the Apple the Apple iMovie. I, I, I think, but that that would be one if you're on Apple, of course. But that yes. would help you if you were on Windows. Um.
0: Yeah, so if you're in Windows, there are many ways that you can edit your video. Um, actually, Vimeo has a way for you to chop your video just a little mm-hmm. bit. So it's, a, it's an in and out point. You can do that. There's okay. software that allows you to do that. If you do have a Mac, the iMovie allows you to yep. do kind of basic editing. Also, on your phone. So if you have filmed your video on your phone, mm-hmm. there are some apps that would allow you to do basic editing. What you don't want to do is get so complicated in the editing. Right that one video takes you, you know, 20 hours to produce. That is not where we want to go. That's why working with a professional is the way to go if you want to really take your video marketing to the next level.
1: And that's what you guys do at your firm, right?
0: Absolutely. What we do is we provide a guide to attorneys. So attorneys come to us and say, Larissa, Daniel, I'm looking forward to doing video marketing to attract more clients and to have more people come to the firm and also even for other attorneys to work at the firm. Mm-hmm. So how can we create a system that is going to work for us constantly and consistently? Because it's, it's okay to create a system that, you know, it works for five minutes. It's a different thing to create a strategy that's going to right. work for a year, two years. And so what we do is we we help them create a strategy that's going to work on the long run. So yes, we, we film videos. We help them with everything from the script to the type of videos that we should create to are they going to be, where are they going to be on the platform? is a social media videos where some more uh, website type of videos, videos that are uh, for the clients or videos that are for prospective clients. All of that strategy comes in place before we even film it. So we're not the kind of people that go and start filming and hope for the best. That is not a plan. What a, what a plan is having a vision I- and having a very... St- Specific strategy and allowing um, us to execute the strategy for them, and eventually teaching them everything they need to know. So some of the videos they can do on their own. So going
1: back to the question, we've got editing, and I and appreciate the uh, the discussion about how you guys can help. Uh, what are two other pieces of software, hardware, other than cameras and mics that we already talked about uh, that you would encourage uh, attorneys to look at if they're going to do a DIY?
0: Definitely a good try. The last thing I want to—the last thing I want—is to see you with a shaky video. <laughs> There's nothing that kills credibility as much as a shaky video. So definitely, a good tripod is really important, and lighting is crucial. One of my favorite lights that uh, that I've been using lately is the Genere system lighting, and it's called a Moonlight. Okay. And the reason I like that is because it's an LED, it's a new generation of LED light that allows you to have very soft light that you can warm or cool a mm-hmm. set. Um. Also, it looks really nice on skin. So as right now, you know, I actually, I, I have the light going up and down, up and down. So depending on the type of uh, environment that you're filming, mm-hmm. that light is really going to help you. So if you have a, if you're at your desk at your office, or you have a home studio, like you do, Michael, that type of light's going to help you tremendously because you have to kind of flood the area with light. What I don't like about ring lights much is mm-hmm. they're just a the small amount of light that is provided to your face and your eyes, which is okay if you have a very tight shot. Right. But right now, you have a wide shot. So I need to flood the area with light and a moonlight does that. For you. And Excellent. I would say eh, that is the one place where you want to spend a little bit more money. Your lighting is really important. Gennaray is a very good brand and it's a solid brand. I've used it for years and I really like it. What's the brand so again, please? Of it's called Gennaray. Okay. And I would highly suggest uh, those lights because they've worked for me very well and they've lasted for a very, very long time. As you know, when you are filming in different parts of the country, you're moving things around quite a lot. So uh, I would never suggest something that doesn't work. And these lights are amazing. And the microphones I talked about are amazing. And the cameras as well. They've, they've withstand the the time travel, the, (laughs) the, you know, getting, uh, getting in and out of bags and through thousands of hours of being in planes. I
1: I think for the listener, I'm going to have uh, plenty of show notes for them. Um, Because we've talked about a lot of different uh, pieces of equipment and software. Uh, Let's move on to the last question. What are three do's and don'ts when doing a video and putting it on the internet?
0: Let me start with do's. Know what to say. Have a plan for mm-hmm. each one of the things that I do in my trainings. I teach the three parts of your on camera message. Depending on how long your presentation is going to be, they might be very different. But usually you want to start with a hook, you want to have insights. And you want to have a call to action. That is the simplest script you can have. That would be a do because what I see out there when it comes to videos for attorneys is they are, they start very shaky. Then they kind of get the information in there in the middle and they forget to tell people what to do next, where to go next. It's like, where's the call to action? So that's really important. The second one is really have a plan for each video. Do you want to, is this a video that is going to help your brand? Is this a video where you want to uh, have people come to your website? Uh, where are you sending folks? So each video should have a specific mission. That's crucial. And three, have good light and have good audio. The last thing you want is to have a dark, you know, a, a, a dark environment and you're kind of, you're kind of talking, I could barely hear you. I will turn you off in five seconds. I mean, usually right. You have three to four seconds when it comes to video, three to four seconds to get somebody in, to, br- right. to bring somebody into your world. And if you're kind of in a dark environment and I can barely hear you, I'm going to turn you off. So those are the three things I would suggest comes with uh, when it comes to do. So don't press record and hope for the best. That's not going to work. That is not a plan and is going to only chip to your credibility. Right. I would say, I'm trying to do not don't, um, don't be too tired when you're about to do your videos. One of the things that I suggest to folks is if you're going to do a lot of videos, try to batch them the day in one day so you're rested you know exactly what each video is going to be about you can record them when you're fresh some people have very high energy in the mornings others are more high energy in the afternoon do your videos when you're at your highest energy because then it's actually going to sound better and you're going to look more animated and it's going to be a lot more fun to watch and don't don't be someone you're not authenticity is key when it comes to your videos People see through you very quickly. That's why videos such an incredible medium to build trust. Because I see, as soon as I see you, I have a connection. Right now, Michael, I feel like I'm meeting you in your living. And if you're going to be loud, or you're going to be uh, someone you're not, because everybody else tells you you should be like that, it is not going to, people are going to see very quickly. I would say most people don't do that. Generally, attorneys tend to be a little shy about being on camera. So I want you to be the most authentic self that you are. Be authentic, because that's really, that's all you got. You know, you're you, and I want to see the authenticity and I want to
1: see that commitment to that. Now, I just got to add for the record here that uh, I'm not uh, uh, podcasting from my living room. I, I'm in my office, <laughs> um, but you know, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a it's it's a very it's a very uh, busy office because I work in my office. Um, and plus, I got, uh, as Larissa can see, some knickknacks and you know, family photos and whatnot um including uh, uh, not a family photo but grogu behind me uh, for those of you guys uh, who are star wars fans um well, ex- I
0: come, I say i am broadcasting from my living room so maybe oh. that's what my mind decided to you know my mind decided to say wait a minute no i am literally broadcasting from my living room
1: but but, but the thing is in your situation and, and this what my comment was not meant to disparage you but the thing is from my perspective for this podcast uh, that you know it has no video to it um, I can't tell them in your, your your living room I have no idea that I was in your living room I see a plant I see a corner of the wall I see a window you know it's not like I see the TV and coffee table with books and you know uh, an elliptical in the background uh, kind of thing it, it, it's very professional and you know when I tell my clients you know we do these uh, virtual hearings with the uh, VA, that you know, you gotta find. Make sure you know. Look behind you and see. Tell you know. Think of what the person who's viewing you can see behind you. You know, you don't want to. Uh a dirty laundry room, or you know, a, a bathroom with a shower and like a towel thrown over it, whatever. Um, look what's behind you. If you can't find a good spot, look for a corner, you know, where two walls meet, and you see nothing else.
0: Absolutely. And my top tip for backgrounds is keep it simple. Mm-hmm. I created this background in a corner in my living room mm-hmm. because we start. I started doing more trainings, more virtual. I started doing more virtual trainings. I started doing uh, more one-on-ones with people, more Zooms. And so all of a sudden I needed a place that it's easy for me to use, that I can mm-hmm. have my equipment ready to go. And so this corner worked out really beautiful. Um, depending on what I'm going to wear, the white background works. So you want to have a little bit of distance between you and the background. And then depending on why, I mean, why are going to wear is very important because I can't wear white background because I have white so much behind me. But, and so I plan accordingly. but if I had a much darker background, I could wear lighter colors. So that's also something to consider when it comes to being on video, no matter if you're doing, rec- you're recording in your videos or you're gonna be in a zoom type of environment right is, what is your background and what am i wearing so I'm not distracted to, to yeah, the viewer
1: so wait, i i have to ask um because I think you accidentally have it well hidden is that an Emmy behind your mic
0: <laughs> yes it is michael it is one
1: that um, is that is is. You're, you're you are the First Emmy-winning podcast guest I have had on uh, forever. Wait, you know something? Wait, do do that again. Bring the Emmy back and hold it up. I am going to take a a screenshot of um of that. So wait, st- so there we go. Uh, uh, perfect. You want so
0: me on the
1: picture or not? <laughs> I of course I want you on the picture. All right. So uh, a smile. One, two, three. Excellent. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that one in the show notes. <laughs> um so you know i uh, let me tell you this is like an achievement for me um uh, congratulations on the emmy and um well you know uh, Larissa, i want to thank you for being on uh, please uh, where can people find you
0: they can find me in social media i am in most of the platforms either lara watlington or Larissa watlington especially linkedin where i would love to meet some of you you can go to my website laressawatlington.com and if you want to find out more about how to work with us you can go to lawfirmvideos.com. And I would love to share more information with you and to also be your cheerleader in your video journey. If you have any questions about video, I would love to hear from you.
1: Excellent, excellent. Again, Larissa, and also uh, your husband. I also want to thank uh, Daniel uh, for sort of uh, chiming in here and there. And um, perhaps I'll have you both on next time. And uh, we can talk about other things related to having a video presence on the internet. Larissa.
0: I would
1: love to. Larissa, thanks again.
0: Thank you so much, Michael. Really appreciate
1: it. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the TaxSavvyLawyer.page podcast. Our next episode will be posted in about two weeks. If you have any ideas about a future episode, please contact me at michaeldj at the page. Have a great day and happy luring.
0: valentine's day duncan's got the perfect pairings to show your love so get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit duncan refresher with a cupid's choice donut are you ready for love america runs on duncan price and participation may vary limited time offer